0: Welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today I'm joined by Donna Gaines, and and her passion is to help women develop biblical literacy. I know it's kind of a big, fancy-schmancy word, but basically to understand what God's Word says and how it applies to our life. And she's written a new book called Choose Wisely, Live Fully, and y'all, it just cuts to the chase. It is so good and so rich. And I think you're to really enjoy this interview. She is a mother of four. She's a grandmother to 10 grandkids. And so I love interviewing women in the next season of life who just lived and have that wisdom and that experience. And you're going to hear that in the interview today, she just gets straight to the point. Doesn't, what's that phrase? I'm going to, you're going to hear me this whole interview. I, I struggle with the cut to the chase. That's what I'm looking for. She just cuts to the chase and talks about the power of understanding God's word, the truth behind it, and how we can live our lives according to it. And she has a fascinating take, I think, on, on Proverbs. Uh, she talks about the two women of Proverbs. I'm going to let you wonder what those two or who those two women are. She's going to dive into it in this interview, but it is so good and so rich. and I promise It's going to make you want to open up Proverbs and read to hear um, and see what she's talking about. So let's dive into our chat today with Donna Gaines. Hey, Donna, thank you so much for being on the Hello Mornings podcast. Thank you, Kat. It's a delight to join you. All right. So before we dive into um, talking today a little bit about biblical literacy, that sounds like a, a big word, but hang tight, everybody. I promise this is really honestly, really good stuff. This is the stuff that's going to change your life. So before we dive into that, though, Donna, will you tell us a little bit about you and what you do?
1: Absolutely. I am a pastor's wife, also a Bible teacher and an author, and love getting women in God's Word. God's Word has shaped and changed me uh, dramatically and has granted me wisdom and insight into life that I would not have apart from His Word. So I am passionate about seeing women dig deep into the Word of God and begin to live by it.
0: So tell us a little bit about that journey, just how God's Word has impacted you, um, where kind of your passion for biblical literacy started. Right.
1: I grew up in the church, Kat,
0: and never really studied the Bible for myself.
1: I mean, I knew a lot of the stories of the Bible, but I could not have really connected them and giving you the big picture of the the big story of who God is and how he's revealed himself to man until I started reading the Bible through myself. And I was probably 30 before I actually read the Bible from beginning to end in a year. Um, and it so began to shape the way I thought and reveal sin, <laughs> wrong attitudes in my own life. And I could not get enough of it. The more I dug into the into the word, the more God revealed of himself to me, which by the way is the most important question we should ask when we open the word of God is What is God revealing about himself? Mm. You know, we have a tendency to be pretty self-focused. And so we open it to say, what do you have for me? When in reality, we need to be rightly related to him before we can even understand ourselves. Mm. So
0: that's what if that sounds a little scary to somebody? Somebody's listening. They're like, you started (laughs) reading the word and it revealed your sin. And they're like, oh. hmm." Extremely strong-willed. And I think
1: oftentimes we can be led by our emotions or ways we've been trained to respond to situations in life. And when we line it up with the Word of God, we realize, you know what, I'm trusting in flesh instead of trusting in the Lord, or I'm allowing myself to worry and get all anxious over this instead of turning those anxieties into prayer requests and letting God's peace take over my life. So what God begins to show us is living in the flesh really leads to bondage and to pain and to anxiety. When we roll it over onto Him and we begin to live life according to God's Word, we find incredible freedom and hope and purpose. So it is for our good, but it's also for His glory.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, so I my listeners will know i always have to bring up some sort of sports analogy this is just what i do <laughs> yeah. and it makes me think about so my my daughter and i play tennis and she's a very good tennis player she takes lessons every week and if she went to her lesson and her coach you know was just like oh you're just you're doing good you're a good player oh that's a good for you. she would yeah. never get any better she would never achieve the goals that she has for herself. It's when she goes to her lesson that her coach says, okay, these are the things that we need to work on. This is what's keeping you from where you want to be and who you want to be and the player that you want to be. And and it sounds like that's exactly what the Word of God does exactly. for that's us. us.
1: That's right. It's you not about you're bad.
0: It's, yes. it, it's about this is what's keeping you from all that I have for you.
1: Right. From the blessings that God has promised and that he desires to pour out upon us. But he only gives those blessings, only entrust them to those who are obedient. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So Hello Mornings is all about building a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. And as a pastor's wife, I'm curious to know what your morning routine looks like. (laughs) No pressure
1: at all. Uh, You know, first things first, I go for the coffee pot. Right. (laughs) I get my cup of of coffee and then I go to my chair in the corner of our great room where I have my Bible and my one year chronological Bible and my study tools are all kind of stacked up around that chair and I have an ottoman in front of it and I lay them out on that ottoman. But I have committed to read the Bible through every year. You know, Kat, it only takes about 15 minutes a day to read the Bible through in a year and all of us have 96 15 minute segments in every day. And then we need to ask ourselves, can we not give God one ninety sixth of our day to spend in his word? Mm -hmm. And so when we discipline ourselves to do that, not only do we learn and grow, but he begins to speak to us through his word. And that time with him becomes a lifeline to purpose and hope that we
0: really cannot live without. We look forward to. So you said you have your chronological Bible and some study tools. What are some of your favorite study tools? You know, one of my
1: favorite is a book by Henrietta Mears, and it's called What the Bible is All About. Henrietta was an education director at Hollywood Presbyterian Church from probably, I think, 1930s to 1960. And that church just, I think it quadrupled in size under her leadership because she taught the Bible chronologically. And she wrote this book, What the Bible is All About, to give just the average person like me and like you, knowledge of every book of the Bible, kind of a synopsis, but she also places it in context and historical context. So you see how they fit together. And once you see how they fit together, you've got, it's like a puzzle and you put all the puzzle pieces together. Suddenly you see the picture, the puzzle was intended to portray. And I'm afraid for most of us, we have a few pieces of the Bible puzzle, but we've never put them all together and we don't have the big picture. Once we do,
0: it changes the way we approach God's word. It sounds a little bit like a grown up version of the Jesus storybook Bible. Exactly. That's exactly right. Don't you love that? Oh, I love it. I, I remember I would read that to my kids and I'd be like, yeah. oh, This is this isn't really this is ministering to me. That and um beautifully oh. written. What's that? What's the other book the, with the with the Wemmicks? Um, it's by the pastor in San Antonio. Florida. Yes. Florida. Florida. Yes. Oh, my absolutely. goodness. That book just mm-hmm. wrecks me. Do you remember the name of it? I'm blanking on it. The It's oh, it, it's with the puppets. And the, so if you're yeah. listening right now, go look it up. The Wemmicks It's like W-E-M-M-E-C-K and they're little puppets. And it sounds really silly, but I promise you will possibly be in tears by the end of the book. It is so
1: absolutely! I I read it to my children and I've read it to children since then and to my grandchildren and I tear up every time I read it. (laughs)
0: Oh, it's so good. So good. Okay. So you go to your little chair and your little chair as if you're a child. You go to your chair that you like to sit in. It's
1: actually my oversized
0: chair with an ottoman. (laughs) Your oversized chair with an ottoman, your spot. And um, you... Chronological Bible, your Bible study tools, is there Mm -hmm. like, do you listen to music, you have your coffee, anything? You know,
1: sometimes I do. Um, I, of course, like all of us have all my uh, music on my phone now. So sometimes I really love instrumental music playing in the background sometimes. Sometimes I'll put something on in worship first before I open the Bible and begin to read. Other times I just jump right in. But I also have just a three ring binder, just a simple white three ring binder that I use for my prayer request. And so I open that up and I have page protectors in there where I have pictures of my children and now my grandchildren. And I love to pray over them. And I love to pray the word of God for them, Kat. Part of what we can do as we read through scripture is when God begins to speak to us through it, is to turn it back into prayer to him, to ask for greater understanding, but also the promises we read, to pray those promises for our family members. Because the Bible says all of the promises of God for us are yes in Christ
0: Jesus. So they pertain to us and our descendants as well. I love that. I've heard of a lot of people having prayer journals, Mm -hmm. but I've not heard of them having pictures in it. And I just think that's a fantastic, I love that idea. It really is. We
1: support a little girl through Compassion International in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And I have Erica's pictures in there and I pray mm-hmm. for her every day. I pray over our staff at our church and for our church. I pray for our city, for our mayors, for those in leadership, for our president. And you know, you can't pray. I have mine divided up into dividers. So I can't pray for every section every day. I'd be there half the day. Right. I was but, wondering
0: how long is this? How yeah, long is this
1: process? I pray for my family every day. And then I have different days of the week that I pray for the other sections in my prayer notebook. And so you can, you know, I'd set aside about an hour to spend with the Lord. But if you spent 15 minutes reading the Bible and 15 minutes in prayer, that's just an added 30 minutes. Two of your 96, 15 minute segments Mm -hmm. of your day can be dedicated to starting your day off. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it changes my perspective. When I get in God's word and I submit myself to him, it's no longer what does Donna will, but God, what do you will? And one of the prayers I kind of close all my requests with every day is the way Jesus prayed, Lord, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven with these requests.
0: I love it. So what happens when you travel? Do you do the same routine? Does it look differently or, or you Obviously. get sick or, you know, crazy schedules? Yeah it can throw that can
1: throw things off certainly i have an ipad and so i have my chronological bible on my ipad because i tr- travel with my regular bible but then i can have my chronological one you know, you can end up with so many books you don't have room for clothes right, right. <laughs> so i have almost everything on my ipad now which is wonderful and i use i read my chronological bible i can do it on the plane i can do it in a hotel room when i travel because i do travel quite a bit and that helps me stay up to date kind of throws my prayer time off sometimes if I'm you know in a hotel room because I, I don't travel with my prayer notebook but I have a prayer list that I put on my iPad that I can go back through the specific things I really want to pray for some of the scriptures that I'm praying for my family and and particular people that I'm interceding for so I have that on my iPad as well we have so many electronic devices now that can keep you know we can keep everything with us wherever we go mm-hmm. which makes it easier
0: do you have a favorite worship song
1: you know, right now I'm listening to Andrew Peterson's new song, and I'm. Uh, it's from his Resurrection Letters. It's it's the first one that's been. Re- um, is he worthy? Ah, I love Andrew Peterson.
0: Yeah, I, I actually I'm, I'm most familiar with him right now because of his books. He's got a book series okay. for kids called the Wing Feather Saga. I think that's what it's called, and my kids adore it. And actually, I really I really liked it too. It's very funny, very exciting. So if, well, it's a great storyteller, and yes. in this new. His Resurrection Letters, Volume 1, which is being
1: released, I think maybe next week, this one song has been released early. Um, he's, he says that he has in the past written letters or written songs. They're more ballad story types. Well, this particular project is more interactive, and that's the way this song is. It, it calls for a response from those who are listening, and it's, it's just beautiful.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes. So you have a busy life. You, you you do travel. You do a lot of things. Right. How do you keep track of it? So what does your, your planning time look like? You spend time with the Lord. Then you're about to dive into your day. Do you just go off the right. top of your head? Do you have a calendar? What do you do? Calendar.
1: <laughs> I would never make it. I would forget just about everything I do if I have a calendar. There's too much coming in this brain to hold it all in there now. It's on my calendar. And I just pull up today and look at it. And then on Sundays, I like to just look at the week coming up so that I can begin to pray through and plan for what's coming during the The week, and begin to start thinking and processing about when I need to do things. You know, they're being organized. My, it doesn't come naturally for me. But my mother was the queen of multitasking and is extremely organized. So I have seen it done well. (laughs) And I have to really work at it, as some of us do. But it just helped me. Like last night, I knew today was going to be busy. We have our women's Bible study right after we talk together. And then I have a board meeting this afternoon. So, you know, last night I knew what was coming today. I laid my clothes out. I had everything basically ready so that when I got up this morning, I could spend my time with the Lord undistracted. And that's one of the key things I do too. I do keep some three by five cards in that little spot. And if something comes to your mind when you're praying or you're trying to converse with the Lord, even while you're reading the Bible and it's something, Oh, I need to remember this, or oh, I forgot to do this. Jot it down on that three by five card and lay it aside. Then you don't have to be focusing on don't forget this. Don't forget this. The whole time right. you're, trying to, you know, commune with the Lord, but you won't forget it either. So that's been very helpful that's for so me. Good. I like that idea.
0: Um, okay. So what happens or what, Let's, let me rephrase this. What would you say to the woman? She's like, okay, this, is, this sounds really great. I want to do this every day. But, you know, I tried that last month and then I totally failed. And I'm sure God's mad at me because now I haven't had time with him in the morning for, you know, three or four weeks. What would yes. you say to encourage her?
1: <clears throat> That's not God. He is the father of the prodigal that we read about in Scripture, and he is always ready to welcome us back when we have a repentant heart and come to him. The enemy lies to us and tells us that God doesn't want us or that we should be full of shame over our inability to set aside time to spend with Him, when in reality, shame comes from the evil one. Conviction is that gentle wooing. The Bible says His loving kindness draws us to repentance. Shame and condemnation come from the enemy. So we need to be able to recognize and discern those voices. But you just run back to Him and start right back where you were, where you left off, and spend time with Him. I know when our fourth child was born, I went through a period of about three weeks when, you know, your life's turned upside down. Your schedule's gone. You're up in the middle of the night. You're exhausted. And I was crying out to the Lord and just, Lord, I miss my time with you. I feel out of balance. And I think I was probably going through a little bit of postpartum depression and didn't even realize it at the time. But I had gone to women's Bible study that morning, hoping to just hear a word from God, to connect with some adults. And I did, but I came away still longing. I pulled into my driveway that afternoon got the mail out of the mailbox, and a friend had sent me her latest book. And listen to the title, The Longing Heart Hears God's Gentle Whisper. Hmm. I felt like I'd gotten a postcard from heaven. And the Lord was telling me, I hear the longing of your heart. I see you. I know. Just come to me. So whether it's in the middle of the night when you're nursing a baby, or it's sometime during the day when you can just snatch some time with the Lord, just go for that time.
0: I love that. And, you know, if you want to do like the chronological Bible like Donna's talking about, you can even do that in an audio Bible. So if you're like, I don't know that I can consistently work in 15 minutes right now, if I'm, you know, if I'm being really honest and I'm just wanting to start this and I already feel overwhelmed with life, you know just start somewhere you don't necessarily have to work it in maybe that's the goal down the road but just as you're driving to work listening to the audio bible or what whatever you can do just to meet with him i I often think of the example of you know any any one of our kids um i would love every moment with them and and if they were like no mom i can't hang out with you right now because it's not perfect i can't hang out with you right now because my room's not clean i'd be like no i just want to snuggle Right. You know, right. I, I think that's that's the heart of God for us as well. He's like, I just want to I just want to be with you. Um Exactly. Okay, so in your book, uh it's called Choose Wisely, Live Fully: Lessons from Wisdom and Folly, the Two Women of Proverbs. Let's talk a little bit about wisdom and folly. You mentioned the, the word a moment ago just about discerning. Uh I would love for you to just take us a little bit into your insight on both wisdom and folly. What that means and then how can we can discern between the two in our lives? Sure. Uh, Proverbs 1 through 9, God is personifying
1: wisdom and folly. So in those chapters, it says, though, they are two women and they're calling out to the rest of us to follow them on their path. And I was listening to a message by a pastor many years ago, and it was before our oldest daughter, who's now married and has children, was entering high school. And this pastor actually said something about two women of Proverbs. Well, obviously it caught my attention because when we think about Proverbs, we simply usually think about the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31 woman. But who's the second woman? So I began to study and found out that in Proverbs 1 through 9, God is laying this foundation. And from 10 on, basically it's instructions for how to live the wise life. But these two women, I went through and highlighted and underlined every time wisdom was mentioned or folly was mentioned. And then I made a list of the blessings associated with wisdom and the curses associated with folly. And Kat, I was astounded that I had never recognized this before. And they literally are two paths. They're the two paths that Christ talked about. There's the narrow path that leads to life and the broad path that leads to destruction. And unfortunately, most of us are on the broad path. So, to be wise women, we're going to have to be intentional. We're going to have to get into God's word and we're going to have to line our lives up with the truth of God's word. And when we do that, there are blessings
0: and abundant life that Jesus promised all of us. So, as we're going through our day, how do we discern between wisdom and folly? F- folly.
1: One of the <laughs> first things we need to do is understand that feelings are not truth. So, often as women, we're relational and we can be led by our emotions. But feelings are not truth. In fact, I have my children and I had our women in women's ministry repeat this sometimes. Repeat after me. Feelings are not truth. The Word of God is true. So if I line my life up with the Word of God, my feelings will eventually line up with what is true. We can have insecurities from our past. We can have shame from a sin in our past that can impact the way we make decisions if we allow those feelings to overrule what God's word says is true. So that's why it takes death to the flesh. You know, when Jesus said to the crowds, if any of you want to follow me in Luke 9, 23, he said, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. And that's what I believe I saw as I looked at these two paths. It takes me dying to the flesh to be wise and to be discerning. But when I do, then I experience the blessings that God has promised. And I taught this to our senior high girl that year, right after the Lord had revealed these truths to me. And we put a great big sheet of butcher paper on the wall and we made the list of the blessings and the curses. And we stood back and looked at the list. And these are the exact words I said to them. What idiot? Chooses curses. I mean, mm. like, who does this? And yet we do. Every time we think we know better than God, or every time we make a decision by leaning on our own understanding and not going to the Word of God to see what He says about it.
0: You know, one thing I love about your book is that you don't. I'm struggling for this phrase earlier too. You don't uh, mince words. I guess <laughs> when it, when it comes to wisdom and folly, when it comes to obeying or disobeying, and and it honestly. It ended up feeling so peaceful because it felt so clear. You know, if if we do this, it's going to be so much easier than if we do that. Um, right. So let's say a woman is listening right now and she's like, OK, that sounds great. I want to know what the truth of the word is. Where do I start?
1: You know, I would encourage women to get in a small group Bible study or a discipleship group or just ask a friend, can we read through the Bible together this year? Because we do better when we have accountability, but also then you have somebody to share with, to ask questions, to pray together for wisdom and discernment. And ideally, if it's somebody who's further down the road than you spiritually or someone, it it can be a peer who's wanting to learn along with you. Just ask the God to give you somebody to read through the Bible with and to be accountable to, because we're relational. God created us for connection and we don't do well when we're, when we're isolated. So I would just encourage women to do this and to understand that God created life to function for our flourishing, for our good, And for his glory, it's when we get outside of that design, which is so easy for all of us to do because of the sin nature that wages war against the spirit within us, even as believers. So that's why the death to the flesh has to take place so we can live the spirit filled life. And it's that life that is full of abundance that Jesus promised. But it's also purposeful and significant. And it's the only place we can be
0: fully loved and fully known, Kat. Mm, that's so good. So when you said, you know, find somebody to study the Bible with, maybe even somebody who's further along, that can feel intimidating for uh, a new believer or somebody just starting out in the process. You know, they they might be thinking well, if I'm going to have somebody kind of mentor me, maybe I need to be discovered. That's kind of how it works, right? Uh, Can you speak into that a little bit? Yes. I asked women. I
1: was never formally discipled. I'm an avid reader. And so I've teasingly said I was discipled by dead people because I was (laughs) discipled by their writers, by people who lived 500 years ago, 300 years ago, 100 years ago. Um, And they profoundly impacted my life. But there are times we need somebody with skin on that we can pray with and talk to and bounce ideas off of. And so in our very first church, I felt led to start a women's Bible study, but I did not feel competent to teach it or lead it. So I had been observing two women who had children in middle school and high school, who appeared to have good marriages, were both Husband and wife love the Lord, serve the church, their children love the Lord. And I wanted to know, how did you do that? How did you get here? And so I asked them if they'd be willing to teach. I said, I'll organize it, I'll do everything administratively to make this happen if you will just lead us and facilitate this Bible study. So it started with a small group of young women, and we met weekly, and these older women poured into us. So don't hesitate. Sometimes older women don't still feel inadequate. But if you will ask them, most of them are more than willing to let you enter into their life and to share their life experiences with you and their knowledge of the Lord with you. In our second church, it was a godly prayer warrior who was not even a member of our church, but was the mother of a friend. And I asked Miss Elizabeth to just to meet with me. And so periodically, excuse me, we would meet for brunch or lunch. I brought my Bible and a legal pad. (laughs) I asked questions and wrote down answers. So don't Don't hang back. Don't be shy. Reach out to another woman that you admire and ask her to meet with you so that you can get to know the Lord more intimately.
0: I love that. And if you don't ask, you don't receive. And so, Absolutely. you know, you just no, have to step definitely. out there. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, that's so good. And so for those of you listening to w- with uh, Hello Mornings, if you head to, I think, org forward slash groups, we have a whole kit on how to start a Hello Mornings group. And that can be at your church. I have one with some friends of mine from my church and then a friend who's a missionary in Portugal. And we have very busy lives. And so we don't, you know, we can't meet in person, but we we meet and we connect and we encourage one another on on an app called Voxer. So if you feel like I would love to do this, but I don't know if I can meet weekly, but I'd love to at least organize it. I think especially in this situation, an older woman might not be like, I don't know how to do technology. And so if you can just take that step and organize it, there are probably so many women who would love to just share what they know to answer questions, to encourage, to keep people accountable. And I love your idea, Donna, of just Being the one who organizes it and then ask somebody else to come and be the one who kind of speaks into um, people's lives. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant way to do it. Um, Okay, so Donna, where can people find you online? Where can they find a copy of your book?
1: Yes, Amazon, any of the online sellers, bookstores, carry Choose Wisely, Live Fully. And it is a great tool to use with a small group or also to disciple other young women or if you have daughters, your daughters. Obviously, the truths of Scripture are for men and women alike, but I wrote the book Directed Toward Women because I originally taught these truths to my daughters and their friends, and I share some of that in the book, how we put discipleship groups together with my daughters and their best friends and actually met with them weekly. Reading through the Bible, reading some additional books, memorizing scripture, and just taking opportunities to introduce them to great Bible teachers, to go to Christian concerts, to, you know, make sure they had the latest Christian music. It takes time and planning, but so worth it. When I look at the impact it's had, my children are all adults now married, they all love the Lord. They're all actively serving and involved in local churches. But not only that, the other young women that were in those small groups are also walking with the Lord now. And several of them are married to young men in ministry. So you have no idea how the Lord may be using using your time and your
0: investment. That's so good. And you know, I just want to say there's a lot of kind of fluffy books that have their place out there. They're just encouraging or whatever. And this book is very encouraging, but it's also just really meaty. I'm having a hard time turning to a page that I didn't underline something. And it wasn't just something that was like, oh, that was a really great turn of phrase, which there there are many of, but they're underlined because I was like, oh, wow, that's that's good. That's kind of convicting and that's awesome. That's, that's <laughs> making me a better tennis player. She's, she's calling out the things that I'm like, Oh, this is something I really want to be better at. This is something I want to improve and I'm inspired to do so. So I, I highly, highly recommend it. I really enjoyed reading it. Donna, I'm thankful for Thank you. you putting it together and for not mincing those words and, and just, just straight up speaking truth and inspiring us to do something that's not quite, you know, where our Christian culture is at right now. You know, it's a little bit more fluffy. And I love that you're just like, come on, dive into the word and, and really get to know what, what, what God has said, what his truths are. And I think you did a great job of that. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank
1: you. Well, you know, there's too much at stake, Kat, yeah. for yeah. us to sit back and act like life as usual is okay. And we are all approaching the second coming of Christ, you know, whenever he chooses to return. But I want to live every day for that day. Mm-hmm. Because I will stand before him one day face to face as each one of us will. And I really want to
0: have run my race faithfully and obediently. So good. And, uh, you know, props for the the sports analogy there at the end. <laughs> um, Donna, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And I hope all those things that you have on your calendar for today, the Bible study and the board meeting all go awesome.
1: <laughs> thank and you. I
0: appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lord bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. All right. Bye bye. All right, if you're anything like me, you want to open your Bible right now and check out Proverbs 1 through 9 to see what Donna's talking about, about those two women, wisdom and folly, and what scripture says about when we walk in wisdom and when we walk in folly. So good. I hope you'll just kind of take that mantle and use that in your morning time tomorrow with the Lord or today, if you're listening to this early in the morning or haven't spent time with Him today. It's a great way to get started in the Word. If you need more resources for your morning, if you want to start a Hello Mornings group, if you need anything to, to walk more in understanding the Bible and in developing a morning routine, head over to hellomornings.org. We have lots of resources for you. You can go to that uh, link that I mentioned, hellomornings.org forward slash groups, and you can download a kit that we have that'll show you how to start your own. Hello Mornings group right there in your church. If you don't have a church home, I encourage you to find one uh, right there amongst your friends or your family, and it'll just help you start that process and and get into God's Word. We have lots of Bible studies and all kinds of stuff, so I hope you'll check that out, hellomornings.org. Again, my name is Kat Lee, and I'm so thankful that you joined us today for the Hello Mornings podcast, and we will see you next time.
1: his quiet, But I've set aside this time for you I bow before the throne of a noble king And in this place my heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with his grace, his grace and sweet new Mercy May my thoughts Obey Jesus To walk in his way By his spirit With each breath that I take It's feeling like a God day
0: mm-hmm. This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com